0: Hello, everybody. Imagine <laughs> That's how I opened every episode. Uh, you're listening to episode 11 of
1: Every Gay Sex. Welcome back, guys. Hey, everyone. It's Sarah here. Today is extra special, the most special, if you will, because we have asked a special guest to join us, my friend, Rachel. Woo! <laughs> Don't
0: you feeling. You're feeling me. Yes, of course. If you guys listen to our podcast enough, you'll hear Sarah mention Rachel like a handful of times.
2: A lot. It was about my face. Like, you talk about me all the time. I just had to be here. (laughs) I know, (laughs)
1: right. Actually, though, because there were so many times where I would run ideas by you and um, we would chat about like different topics to cover and and things like that. So I figured this episode specifically was almost 100% your ideas. So I said to Stelle, like, no, like, we're going to have her on the episode so she can talk about it herself. So that's the plan. Yes. Um, but first, okay, I didn't tell either of you this. Um, <laughs> we're going to start this episode off with a speed round of questions for Rachel to get to know her better. But I didn't tell either of you what the questions are. <laughs> Just made <laughs> it up. <laughs> Um, so okay, because our viewers know nothing. Okay, well, so let me start with Rachel and I met in college. Um, we were discussing this morning where and when we met and how, and like I like we were like a like friends of friends. Like she her friends knew my roommate at Algonquin College, and then we became social media friends. Like we followed each other on Twitter, and then we both posted about Wanting to go see Daniel Caesar when he was performing in Ottawa, and then we just went together. It was so random. Like that was the first time we ever met was that, was going to the concert
2: together. Near we front row, mm-hmm. yeah. Like we were so close to the stage. I mean, it was so weird because I feel like I, I'm not that spontaneous now to just like meet up with somebody that I've never spoken to before. But yeah, I think you slid into my DMs. Honestly, getting of a great note. Yeah. Right no, look. <laughs> yeah. So and
1: oh my god my pictures from that concert are crazy like he was like a foot in front of us It was really good love him yeah um so that's yeah that's kind of how we met um do you rachel do you want to introduce yourself like give give like a, a brief you know just who you are and then i'll go through my um spontaneous pop quiz
2: um I feel like, where do I start? I mean, if this feels like an interview, like, do I talk about my education or what? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm 25, so I feel like I'm, like, the youth here. Um, I have been in Ottawa for eight years, ready to leave. Sarah knows that. I'm struggling, so if anyone can, like, link me up with a job in Toronto, slide into my DMs. Um, But other than that, I mean, I don't know, ask me questions. Okay, I'll go don't have to. <laughs> Let's be twice. Okay. Ten questions. Speed round. So just give like a
1: brief answer for each one. <clears throat> Number one. What is your favorite sex position?
2: <laughs> if I run for a go, All new. not haunt me in the future. Um, I feel like prone. That's my favorite. Like what? Prone bone where you're like laying on your stomach. Why have I never heard... Yeah. I've never heard that. What did you call it? It's called Prone. It's basically prone. like it's flat doggy style. Prone? Yeah, like T R I don't hear noses yet. I'm straight. So that maybe adds more. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> mispositioning? Maybe we should imagine that. Yes. All right, yeah. all right. We have our first straight. Yes. So Google yeah. it. Just Google Prone if you don't know what it is. But yeah. I can't believe me, of all
1: people, doesn't know. Yes, yeah. Sarah. Is that what you called it? Sex position where the girl is laying flat on her belly and with penis entry from behind. Yeah, that's a good one. No, I like that too. I guess. Okay. Anyways. um, All right. I can't believe you said something I didn't know. That That's just crazy. Okay. Number two.
2: <laughs> number two what is your favorite music artist these days uh, it was the weekends and then he did that disgusting tv show that i can't talk about so i feel like he's kind of giving me the but huh. i mean do you like morgan wallen is that okay to say i like, like i say it too yeah that was like no
0: <laughs> and okay you know what i i actually love morgan wallen like I do know, one day I was getting ready and uh, my roommate was, like, sitting in the room and I'm like, I always come and show her my outfits because I need constant approval from everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going in and out doing my own little fast show and I said, alright, here's my outro song. And I'm playing, like, house CDM while I'm getting ready and, like, pop-up music. Uh, And then I go and change it and I put on Morgan Wallen and she was like this is not what I expected as your outro.
2: (laughs) Your outro. That's so funny. I grew up listening to country. I mean I'm I'm from a really small town like no one even knows what it's called Um, but I grew up listening to country and then I moved here and I completely fell off. We never listened to that shit in college and university and then I feel like Morgan Wallen just came and like grabbed music by the balls and everyone's oh, yeah. listening to them and I, I dig it. I like it. So maybe uh uh-huh. okay. Nice. Love that.
1: Okay. Question number three. Cats or dogs? Cats. For yeah. Sure. Cat. Uh question number four. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Two against one. <laughs> I like dogs. I just cats are just better. But... Oh wow. I dislike like everyone here to know I disagree. I- um <laughs> I'm the minority in this group here but that's fine uh question number four
2: what makes you laugh oh fuck um i have a really dark sense of humor um tara knows that i can't repeat half the shit we talk about but definitely like a dark sarcastic sense of humor Probably. <laughs> love it now question number five are you an introvert extrovert or a bit of both I think it's called an omnivore when you're, like, both. I might have just made that up. There's one that's, like, both. It's so, uh-huh. like, I'm kind of, like, depending on who I'm around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Because you, you spend time at home and
1: you're a homebody, but you're also at a lot of different concerts and, like, events and things like that. And you were just in Greece a couple weeks ago. Like, you're traveling and, and whatever. So, yeah, a bit of both makes sense. I
2: feel like a lot of people answer with that, like, it sort really of things yeah like it's who i'm around i mean if i'm around someone who doesn't fucking speak then i won't speak but if they talk i'll talk like i just Uh want to go go with the flow
1: yeah true uh question number six what's one thing that you love about yourself one physical and not one non-physical this is you're allowed to flex that's
2: what you're here for actually um physical i think just me in general i like my body and i like my face so that hell yes (laughs) okay uh not that i feel like independent i think i'm super independent kind of like ride with my own like i do what i want to do kind of thing and i don't necessarily need validation from people which if you asked me years ago i definitely did but um i would say my independence is definitely something that i like Mm -hmm. okay love it okay
1: Question number seven: What is your astrology sign? Capricorn. Cool. E. No. Oh. Yes. Okay.
2: I, I don't follow that. Let me just get this on the record. I don't know anything about any astrological bullshit. I'm so sorry. Like I don't really know either. My rising signs. Hello. What is that?
1: Yeah, I, I know. It's it. We feel like in the gay community. People are more into it. Stella, you're a little into it because you've you've Capricorn slandered on here before.
2: because
1: right, <laughs> refra- it's
2: because uh, Josephine is a Capricorn. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe yeah, you That's like Josephine. Fun. I mean, you did it at one time. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> not
2: a this time. was all so forward.
1: It was <laughs> all <laughs> dream. Okay, question number eight
2: who is your celebrity crush um i don't know right now i'm like going through a cowboy phase so uh i just finished 1883 and tim mcgraw was in it and he was so fucking hot so i mean maybe him right now but ask me in a week and it'll be like rihanna so yeah i'm over <laughs>
1: That's funny. She is straight, by the way, contrary to what she—that's yeah, okay. Crush is different, yeah. Okay, question number nine: What are three things that you look for in a potential partner?
2: Um, a hundred percent respect because I think respect was hand in hand with so many things. Like, if you respect me, you're going to be loyal to me. If you respect me, I can trust you. If you respect me, you're going to be there for me. So, hundred percent respect. Um humor for sure if you can't make me laugh it's not going anywhere um and i don't know like you gotta be tall i'm six foot so i was five ten maybe Uh uh-huh yeah yeah that's fair okay
1: good last question question number 10 what are you passionate
2: about i i don't know i feel like i'm not passionate about anything (laughs) I mean, no, like, like I mean, you. I mean, like career-wise, or or like just my day to day, like, like I guess just like,
1: like I'm passionate about sex positivity and spreading awareness and making people more comfortable with their sexuality. That's what when people ask me, that's normally my answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not really a, like it could be career. That could be a career for me, but it's more just like what do I see myself being different than if i'm in a group of people what sets me apart that i'm passionate about that i could take somewhere or something i don't know yeah it's a good question
2: i well, don't i can't think of anything off the top of my head. can you you've like- done a lot of you've done a you've sorry and i'm i'm like okay don't talk over each other i'm like
1: talking over you um uh you've done a lot of work with like victim services And I feel like maybe, like, would you say that you're passionate about, like, that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, passionate about helping people. So, for reference, I took CRIM in school um, and then Community and Justice Services at Algonquin. So, I guess, passionate about helping people. But I feel like that sounds so cliche, so I hate saying it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, but that's true. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I would say that. Um, Stell, what are you passionate about? it's a hard question like she's sitting hey if on
0: a spot uh i like i like what i do as my day job helping kids yeah i'm good at it and uh yeah i so guess passionate. that and
2: and uh <laughs> this now is a hard question way better about myself now because i was like i blacked out and stopped <laughs> to do <so. laughs> big of anything it is that is kind
1: of a hard question um okay so that that concludes our speed round of questions thank you for your participation um our episode today uh a topic that rachel had pitched to me a couple weeks ago we we're on facetime is called sexpectations which is obviously a play on the word sex and expectations, so um, pretty clever stuff. Um, And so what what we kind of want to focus on today is mostly the expectations around sex, relationships, um, genders, all that kind of stuff, but as well like expectations around like, I don't know, just people, being a woman, I don't know, like just like mostly expectations around like, Sex, but also just life and and um how we see that. So, um, starting off, okay, let me. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with the one that I am the most fiery about. And Rachel and I have been talking about this since we were like kids. Like since we met, we've bonded over this, um, like topic or whatever or phenomenon or whatever. Um the expectation, oh my god, like I'm getting mad thinking about it. Okay. The expectation in a heterosexual relationship that after the guy comes that sex is done. That that's the sig- like that signifies that sex you've now completed the activity when a guy comes. How do you feel about that, Rachel? Uh, and
2: I mean, I it's so funny because I feel like it really doesn't change. Like I, throughout college and university and, and before I was friends with Sarah, like I really viewed men as like I needed their validation. But when I became friends with you, you definitely held me to a higher standard of like that fucking three strike rule of if they don't make you finished, you've had sex in three times, it's done. So, I mean, it's like, it's kind of shitty. And I think I didn't know any better, right? Like when I was in college, I feel like you don't know any better. It's like, okay, yeah, he's finished. It's done. I'm not confident enough to ask for more uh, or expect more. That was just the standard. And like above all my friends, I don't know many of my friends in college and university who were having good sex. It was just you were having sex with guys, right? Like they did not care to make you finish. Um, so it's frustrating. And I mean, does it change though? Like I, I'm 25 now and I feel like it still happens. So yeah, <laughs> but I don't know how is that different in like a non-heterosexual relationship um
1: <laughs> okay well so okay my first thought on that and something we've kind of touched on before that i'm that i try to drill to people is like and I, I, this is way more important to me in um, lesbian relationships now you don't have to climax I think the pressure for both people to finish sometimes takes away all the fun of it. So like as long as both parties are comfortable having fun, experiencing pleasure and they want to be doing this, then half an hour of foreplay like for me and a partner, half an hour of making out and like eating each other out and like just whatever, like playing with each other and if nobody finishes, that's fine because the pressure to do so, especially as a woman, because for, okay, and this is, I mean, I'm not a man. I'm not a penis owner. So maybe I don't know, but it seems a lot easier. Like it's pretty, like pretty straightforward. Okay, Stell, so I don't need that. I don't need that look. <laughs> pretty straightforward. I know, you know, so don't come for me, right? Now. <laughs> um, It's like, i have I've never been in a, unless there was like, whiskey dick or like an erectile dysfunction involved i've never been with a man where that was the problem where like oh he couldn't finish like a lot of the time that's the easiest thing to happen right with two women like sometimes sometimes it like you're in your head and you're not going to come like sometimes you will sometimes you won't and making that the ultimate goal puts stress on both people and more likely to get in your head and make it less um enjoy and Joy. Let me it less Enjoyful? enjoyable. Enjoyable, enjoyable, enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mitchell and I are like enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, anyways, so does it change? Like for for girls, I don't know, Stella. What do you What do you think?
0: I think that at a time. I think I've spoken about this before at a time I was like oh my god like why can't like if I ever made someone not finish and I'd be like what but now I I don't really like I I care but like I now know that it's not all about that but uh yeah from like I guess the men's side like the straight hetero side that's like a huge thing like that's like not even from you guys that I hear you talk about all the time it's like a lot of people talk about it all the time and it's crazy like after how much we've progressed as a world in that kind of area, you'd think that it would have gotten better. But I find it's still not even like a thing people think about.
2: I think for me, what is important is like, do they try? Like, that's yeah. like, the key word there with guys. Like, yeah, there's been times where a guy has tried and, and you're in your head or you just can't finish. And that's completely natural. But did they try? Because we yeah. don't care um so that definitely changes my opinion on and if they tried and they don't finish then yeah the three stick rule isn't gonna apply there but i feel like a lot of times it's that they don't try which yeah. is not that problem yeah yeah
1: or they'll be like oh you didn't come <laughs> that yeah uh, like j- like as if just like them penetrating you aggressively when you're not even wet yet for like 38 seconds and they're like oh you didn't you didn't just i thought
2: you came it's like you know what? what i i have this thing where oh my god i can't even say this but i had like the guy was like rubbing my inner thigh and i guess thought that it was my vagina and i just am like can <laughs> and then he's like do you finish yeah that yeah I he guess. said
1: finish what this conversation yes we're done get out (laughs) oh my god that's traumatic that that that's your trauma dumping right now (laughs) that would never i I feel like i have a trauma bond to you now no (laughs) um that would never happen with women that's the difference too like well, we, and a lot to do with like we have those parts, so it's easier to navigate. Like, and that—that's it. Well, You're yeah. There. Although everybody's vulva is totally different, so like, yeah. there there is still exploring to do there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, 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 like <laughs> a, <laughs> It's like a jungle, uh, on okay. Amazon maze. You have to like everything's to navigate. Skulls were flashbacks did that happen to you too what not being able yeah, to yeah that's happened before yeah
2: that's okay so it's not just me it. no it's not yeah
1: well every yeah everybody's, everybody's vulva is so different like it, it does take a bit of time and I find that time like when I've been with women it's like I find myself feeling this is not good but I find myself feeling embarrassed in that time when I'm like first getting the lay of the land I'm like is this and then I'll sometimes like jokingly be like, oh, like, is this like, well, I don't know. Commun- <laughs> um, communicating <laughs> is important. So I, I have a problem. to Yeah, it's still hard. I don't like to not know what
0: I'm doing. I- Nobody likes and then, I- by- Even like the other way around, like, I've been with girls where like they'll be going for it. And like, but it be- it's mostly happens like when it's like, you know, when you like kind of like sneakily start off and you're like, Still in your clothes, so they're like rubbing you over your clothes at first, mm-hmm. and like they think they're rubbing the right spot, and you're like, "That's actually closer to my belly button than what? Oh, <laughs> I thought." But- you're gonna say your <laughs> asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's so, like, and I even get embarrassed for that, like, cause like, and I'm still working on it. You know, it's like, I I like I- how do I tell this person. You're actually not even fucking close. Like <laughs> Can't you just grab like, their hand and like move it? Yeah, I guess. But I find is that gonna be comfortable enough for them? Like am mm-hmm. I gonna make them feel bad?
2: Yeah, like I don't wanna make someone feel bad. I I'm really bad at advocating for myself in bed, which mm-hmm. I think you could do a whole episode on how to advocate for yourself in bed. Like it is it's a really tricky thing to navigate. How do you say what you want? And how do you speak up when it's something that you don't want? Because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Like if you're rubbing my inner thigh, like I mean, maybe I'll just sit there and, and I'll just put up with it because I'm too fucking scared, uh, too fucking yeah. scared to say anything. Yeah, I get that, and
1: we don't want to embarrass people. And like I, I would say that was way more of a problem between like 18 and 22. The sex I was having then. You're so right. Something you said a couple minutes ago we weren't having good sex in college we were just having sex and that's so true like that's so true um and so i agree that like a lot of times you don't like you don't want to say i don't like that or like he the other person really likes it whatever they're doing and so you just like let it happen and so a lot of the time i feel like sex that i was having in college like i was just like being fucked but I wasn't really participating and getting what I needed for sure not until I was like in my mid to later 20s like I am now
2: yeah, yeah and I know one thing like stealth has brought up a few times is navigating having sex when you're sober is so fucking different than when you're drunk because when you're drunk it's so much easier to be like let's do this or you, you're like more mm. you're able to like speak up more but when oh, you're yeah sh- it's a whole different ballgame. Like, I mean, I guess Sarah doesn't really know that because you've not really, like, played both sides of the field in terms of being drunk, having sex. But it's so fucking different when you're sober to be able to say, like, I don't like that or let's try Wait. this. You're just fucking scared.
0: Yeah, I was, I was like. re- recently just talking to someone about that, that, like, I was like, I don't know. I guess, like, I, when I'm drunk, I, I didn't care what we did like I was like freaky and would do whatever really I'd be like you want to try this sure whatever let's do it but like sober me would never do that now I'm like I don't want to do those things that's scary I'm
2: scared I'm just baby (laughs) and I I think that goes into another one of the expectations is this expectation of like how you're supposed to look during sex And that completely that interconnects so well with the drunk sex, too, because when you're drunk, I'm not thinking about how I look like you're just you're on another planet at that point and it it doesn't matter. But then you're sober and I'm like, how do I look like like should I take my shirt off when I'm really self-conscious or what you guys spoke about? I think in the last episode, like certain positions, maybe you don't want to do that because you're sober and you're worrying. So that's another huge thing is that expectation of looking a certain way and definitely it gets harder when you're sober because you're really analyzing it even more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, there's
1: tons of times where I've not gone into certain positions because of how my stomach would look or because of whatever. And like, I've absolutely limited my own pleasure to like protect my like image. And the, the whole like backwards part of that is if you're having sex with the right person, they don't care. Like they don't yeah. care. Like they love your body. Like, and if they don't, then don't sleep with them. Like what the fuck? Like, but no, for sure. Um, and I I like you said, I haven't I don't drink, but I can see how you're just it'd be a very, very different um activity in each state. So um mm. yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's like it's it's definitely changed to how many people i have sex with because now i used to use alcohol as a crutch to have sex like i would be too nervous to have sex sober or to go on a date sober yo Sol and I are like the same person in that aspect like i was fucking even a date i'm like chugging before i go because i'm so nervous i know so it be like i used to literally like take a sh- couple shots before a shot a, a date. i'd be like broke safe <laughs> so now when i'm like trying to get more of a serious relationship it's definitely impacted that because i'm definitely not out here having sex with everybody because i'm i'm sober and it makes me nervous
0: yeah i feel that (sighs) Mm -hmm.
1: and what do you think stella about like the conversation about like bodies and sex and how that affect like the expectations and maybe the expectations of body and such as a mask presenting person yeah i find uh I see a lot of videos
0: and and we've talked about social media and everything so many times about how it affects people. So when I, let's say like, first thought comes to mind is I look on TikTok, I see masks, they're all these studs, they're all fit, they're, you know, they're pretty, they're like decently tall And, and some of them are short, but like, they're like skinny and fit and like, you know what I mean? I'm like, eh. I'm not super skinny and I'm like well not gonna not gonna do a video like that ever or and even when I think about like and, and body in general is always such a big thing for I don't think just anyone I think it's like for everyone like everyone feels this way I would assume um but like Body as like for myself, like speaking for myself, is that like it's still a big problem for me, and it's it's kind of always been, and and we've talked about this with me and my top surgery, and like so that's also a big thing, um, and I think about it a lot of of like when I do get top surgery, how I'm going to feel after, and for sure, there's been times in my like in my thought process that I'm like, am I going to regret this, like Mm. if I get this surgery will i regret will i regret it like is there any part and i and sometimes i feel like i should feel like i might regret it but then like at the end of the day i'm like but no like i'm not and i genuinely think that if i had top surgery i would feel a lot more confident having sex yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and so that i'm like the top surgery thing because yeah a, a lot of mask women probably agree with what you're saying and and kind of like the when you're mask presenting almost that like you don't want to highlight that area because yeah. it's like your your book you're trying to be like you want to present masculine I don't know and but yeah you're that we've had conversations about just because your mask doesn't mean you're not like a woman or whoever however you you identify of course um but I can think of times with um partners where it was like very obvious that I would have my bra off and I would be topless during sex but they would keep the sports bra on and that's like definitely something you see on TikTok and like just like lesbian comments is that the mask sport the mask woman's sports bra remains on yeah just it kind of because it keeps like it keeps like an illusion almost and I think it's like
0: I and I think it's just like an internal issue that i think no one's really dealt with because like i don't think that's entirely like like what's what's like and i do it so Mm -hmm. i'm like what am i hiding like what what why am i keeping this on you know like is it a safe thing for me is it a comfort is it is it uh uh like i don't want to like make them seem like too girly or is it like you know what i mean and like i have bigger breasts and um and and uh like all these TikTok like masks I see have like for the most part a majority of them are pretty flat chested and they still have the sports on so it's even more of a thing for me where I'm like fuck I look nothing like this mm-hmm. and I still think of myself as like an attractive person and I have my days but then like I see those and I'm like wow how am I supposed to compete with that mm-hmm. I mean even if I do get my top surgery like I'm still not gonna be super skinny yeah 10 pounds you're gonna be chopped away but still like i don't know you know
1: yeah yeah no no i i um yeah i get that uh have you heard the term csp my cousin used it with me the other day it stands for current sexual partner oh okay (laughs) um so like not your girlfriend or whatever but so my current sexual partner is yeah no names of course y'all know I would not name drop on this podcast unless I was in a relationship um anyways my current sexual partner is mask presenting and she um why are you laughing <laughs> not okay well no this is this doesn't need to be a huge what I just wanted to say about her was that she's been with other people before me which is like like disgusting, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nobody like when she and I got together sexually, and I was kind of like, not like. Of course, I would only ever do what is consensual and what she's comfortable with or whatever. But it's taken a while for her to be comfortable taking off the sports bra and like her being naked at all. And when we talk about it, she just kind of said, "She's like, this is just all so different for me. No partner has ever." like, cared about my pleasure in that way and, like, kind of wanted my body in that way. Like, all the the other shitty women that she's been with have been very fine with just, like, stone top, pillow princess, I won't do anything to you, you keep your sports bra, like, keep, stay fully dressed, I don't care as long as you can strap, like, whatever, and you do things to me and, like, just nobody ever really cared to, like, get to know her body in that way. So, and that's like we're both twenty-seven years old, and she's learning about all of this. So I think it just it just goes to the conversation about how mask women's um, sexual pleasure might not be
2: uh, prioritized as much as the femme yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, and it's kind of like interesting why that is because typically, like, so men, their pleasure is always prioritized. So you would assume that like the mask. Woman would be prioritized as well. I've
1: it's, never it's, thought of that. That's why so interesting. But yeah. Is that
2: because, is that because the mask woman is like more, like they're just like a better version of a man, basically? So you get the benefits of the man, but like also better in better. That's so interesting. Why is it that that is we, such? We masks are elite. <laughs> like don't you like Stell, like as a as a masked woman like should you not be like if it's kind of like a man like should your sex um uh, the outcome of sex for you not be prioritized like how it's similar to men like it's it's just interesting that difference how a man in the bedroom is like i'm gonna finish this is about me but then you know. kind of compare that to a masked woman where it's like what you, from what you're saying it's not prioritized i don't know like i've honestly a lot of
0: the females that I have slept with have been like m- mostly me doing it to them, and then like we do it again, then and they do it eventually. But like the first couple times, like it's usually me doing it to them, mm-hmm. which also is like a me thing sometimes, where I'm like protection, don't touch me, don't touch me there, It's my we no no square. Exactly, they're like... Yeah. Have like a chastity belt on, like full locks, bolts,
1: like... Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So maybe... That is such... That is like... I've never, ever thought of that. So thank you, Rachel. That is such an interesting comment. I feel like there's so much to unpack there. Like, why is that? Because, yeah, I've never... Oh, wow. No, that's that's really interesting. Um, So kind of on that lane the expectations of like well we're we're kind of discussing the expectations of like mask and femme but what what are those expectations like in a straight relationship rachel oh Uh,
2: i don't really know i think definitely the expectation that a man's gonna finish like that's i think the expectation that he's prioritized in bed and i mean that definitely goes from partner to partner because you could have a male partner and, like, Sarah, you have that definitely prioritize you. Um, so it's definitely not all men that do that, but I would say just that expectation that they're prioritized for sure okay. in great relationship. Um, and kind of like going from that, I don't know how it would look in a non-heterosexual relationship, but that expectation that you're supposed to have sex all the time. Like, oh. if you're not having sex every day, there's something wrong with you. And I, I'm i not sex-driven in a relationship. I enjoy sex if it's with a partner that I like um, and we can connect and I, I do enjoy it. But sex does not drive me in a relationship. Physical touch is not my love language. I could easily go a week or two without having sex. And then maybe that third week, we have sex every day that week. But it just is not a driving thing for me. Um, but I wonder how that changes because I know in a heterosexual relationship, a lot of women can understand this. It's that expectation that you are having sex with your partner daily. Like you are pleasing the man you need to put out when they Mm -hmm. want it, Um, which is, it can be a hard thing to roll with because when I was seeing men, I used to have this thought in my head of like, okay, we didn't have sex the last time we hung out. So that means I have to have sex this time because men really like sex. And if I don't have sex with him, like he'll just go find another woman. But what does that look like with two girls? Is there that expectation as well or oh okay well first of all i want to say fucking
1: fuck i remember that feeling so much like it, oh man like oh yeah exactly like we didn't we didn't have sex the last two times we hung out okay and then you're like do it you're like you know the the meme where the girl's got all the masks going on like in
2: her and she's like e- like even when i was with, um when, like what do i need to fuck this like literally a people yeah like okay, it's been I'm too much like, like, to- what about what about just head. Is that
1: where does that put me on, on our scale? Um, yeah. Even in like long term relationships, I'd be like, okay, like living with Jack, I was like, I would, yeah, I mean, obviously sexually was where we fell out at the end, but I would like, and he, if he had it his way, like multiple times a day, seven days a week, all the time. And like, it's, it's nice to be wanted like that and to have somebody that is so desiring of you. Like, that feels good. But, you know, sometimes you just don't want to or whatever. But I would definitely factor, like, okay, it's Wednesday. The last time we had sex was Sunday. Okay, like, not really feeling it today. But if I do it tomorrow, kind of in the morning. Like, what the fuck? Like, it should be when you want to. I have never once felt that way with a woman. So? I mean, okay, wait, sorry. I, still- I guess I would still... I would still, like, kind of, I'm, I'm the only, because the only long-term relationship I had was with Brittany. Um, so I guess I would still, it, it would, I would think about it. Like, I would, there'd be times where I'd be like, oh, it's been a week. Like, like you said, Rachel, like, by the book or by, like, society norms, if you're not, if it's not, mo- like, multiple times a week or once a day or whatever, then, you know, there's something wrong with the relationship whatever but definitely way way more with men like oh men like sex i need to please the man that i'm with or he'll go and find someone else like you said so way less with women but still a bit of um a feeling of like obligation so i would say
0: what well, i think, I think uh, and i mentioned this uh, another episode where i said i'm not huge on sex either kind of thing like i don't really like the lot of, uh, my current sex partner. yes um, yeah yeah um like we did it once a couple of weeks ago and we haven't done it since and like i'm fine with that like i'm, I'm cool with that but then others find maybe that means something's wrong Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't I don't I, I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it to be honest. Like what are you loving it? No, nothing. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. Um but like it, just in general that's like physical touch is my love language but not in like a sexual way. Mm-hmm. Like does that make sense? Like yeah. I prefer Someone constantly like I don't know like wanting to hold my hand or putting their hand on my back or my lower back or like my head or like just my thigh or something or even just like a little like I don't know just like very small intimate touches like that I know they're like thinking about me they're aware like it's like it's like an awareness thing like like I like
2: that to me is why sex compatibility is so fucking huge and yeah physical touch doesn't mean sex i think that's a huge misconception is when someone says my love and especially guys you'll be like oh what's your love language and i say physical touch and they're like oh yeah you like to fuck like it's, it's like they don't they think that that means you'd like to fuck and that's just not what it means but i think the sex compatibility is huge because you definitely like that could ruin a relationship if their sexual needs are really high and sex is not a driving force for you. It's not a priority. Um, but I do think it's kind of hard to find guys who who don't prioritize sex like that. Like, again, I like to have sex. And I certainly think it's yeah. a great thing to connect with a partner. And it can be really fun. But I don't prioritize the way that a lot of men do. So it's, it's tricky to navigate that in that heterosexual sphere where you've got the opposite who loves sex so much. Like, yeah. how do I find a man that doesn't prioritize it?
0: Yeah, and, like, like, I I like sex, don't get me wrong. Like, I find it also depends on the partner, like, in general. Like, there's some partners that I don't need to really have a huge sexual thing with because I have such an intense emotional thing with. Or maybe I have such an intense emotional and sexual with some, you know what I mean? Like, it's all different of what kind of connection I have with a person. Like, my last ex was emotional and sexual but then it just kind of went down to like emotional and then whatever and then like the one before was like mostly sexual and not very emotional and like you know you know what i mean like they all kind of vary Mm -hmm.
1: i've never thought of it like that but um it's making me think about relationships i've had and like what the kind of balance was between different part like different parts of our connection so that's really interesting
2: yeah i do wonder if like if you have a guy like yeah it's just such a weird thing to navigate as a girl who's who's interested in guys because it's just something that they prioritize so heavily and i think i do like physical touch but i think it's but i do have friends who have guys they've been dating for years and they're like yeah we we can go two weeks without having sex and everything's perfectly fine in the relationship so kind of to what stelle was saying like there's an assumption that if you're not having sex every day or like constantly that there's something wrong in your relationship that's like definitely an assumption or some people will judge you and be like oh you you don't have sex that much and it's definitely and a negative assumption that people have about you also i find like growing up more like like
1: late high school early college where there'd be like I mean, I, I mean, it's very well po- possible that all of these women had high sex drives, but the very like pick me girls that are like, I have the, the highest sex drive ever. I have to have sex six times a day, like minimum and like kind of like in front of the guys to like appeal to them. And maybe they did have a high sex drive. Maybe I'm just being judgmental, but I don't know. I always thought that it was like, like a flex sort of to like get men. And why is it that men's sex drive? Because if you were to interview 10 women and 10 men, I I would assume like to what you're saying, Rachel, that like nine, if not 10 men would put sex as like in their top three priorities and women, maybe like five would put it in their top three. Like if all straight couples like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think. It also depends, like, kind of what Stel was saying. Like, what does the emotional connection look like? Because I know if I've been with a guy who really likes me and likes me for more than my body, we're probably maybe not having sex as much versus if I'm seeing, I mean Sarah knows, like, if I'm talking to an athlete, yeah, they're probably mostly just talking to me because I have a big ass and it's just, like, sex is a priority. <laughs> if I've been with a guy who really actually likes me, I feel like it kind of drops, mm-hmm. you know, like, they, they prioritize more than just the sex when they really like the girl Uh but if it's a casual thing like death release sex is
1: yeah way up there and i think across all types of relationships gay straight um whatever it is however you identify um it's very lustful at the beginning like where it's you're all over each oh and and not in all time not with everybody i've been with but with a lot of them uh at that first few like months together first few weeks is very like oh my god like you just can't get enough of the other person and then you think about your like 30th year of marriage like how often are they having sex like probably not every day but who knows yes. yeah but um also wow. the other when i think about men and their mm-hmm. expectation of sex one topic that like cannot go unsaid is porn like mm-hmm the expectation that men have because these men start watching porn at whatever, like 13 (laughs) years old of like big thing. And it's so like, it's
0: so like just wrong in so many ways in the sense of like how it's perceived. You know what I mean? Like there are some porn sites that are very well done and like ran properly and stuff and they're realistic and, Giving like realistic expectations and stuff like that, whereas like these are so toxic. Like some sex sites that are just like,
1: well, po- Pornhub. I mean, everybody's first porn site and everybody's like go to because yeah. it's easy and free, and that, that's where like a lot of the content is. Like mm-hmm. the like, I mean, fuck, talking about expectations and sex expectations. The expectation that women are have H cup breasts, flat stomachs, and a gaping asshole left <laughs> yeah. and, and and can double penetrate
2: plus suck they're, your no, like, so they're hard doing, up No, like the expectation that they're doing splits and cartwheels on your dick because they've put up watching porn up and that's what they think Right. But I'm it's... like, brother,
1: I can barely touch Rest. my toes. <laughs> <laughs> well and the The expectation that a woman comes just from, like, women have several different, as we know, like, their, like, internal stimulation where they can come. Um, Our sex expert, Nat, taught us about the, I think, A-spot, which is, like, deeper in your vagina mm -hmm. or your vulva, where you can um, come and um, Mm -hmm. we know men have, like, a G-spot in their ass that can be stimulated, but, and then... Like, I feel like most women, for me, I've never, ever, ever come just from penetration. Like, I, there's clitoral stimulation always. Um, so the idea in porn that these women are moaning, like, the moaning. Like, I for sure, like, when I'm feeling a lot of pleasure, like, there are natural sounds that I make. But yep. absolutely, yep. the noises that's, that's I really made selling. in college were because of what I saw on porn. For sure. 100%. What are you laughing at
0: I just wanted like a demonstration
1: or something <laughs> no. my
0: neighbors my
1: poor neighbors know my dog you can't <laughs> and I to up naturally
2: so okay
1: um but but right like and the idea that like these men that's why these men like come so this is why these men have sex with us you know when we're in college drive vagina drive all whatever. Um, like pound town for like one minute and maybe maybe a minute that's like a max and then they say did you come because the porn they're watching these women are yelping and moaning over like yelping
0: yeah. <laughs> and, right you sound like me last night I, I was my viewer were hurting so bad at work and I was like
1: the dogs are yelping <laughs> that's actually the noise I make when I'm fucking that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God. But yeah
2: rachel expectations from porn what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah i mean definitely expectations about how you look how you act all of that but i think that's why sex compa- compatibility is so big because you know like there's some guys who don't eat girls out like they won't go down on a girl that's, for me, uh, that's a jailable offense because i only finish if i have if it there's some kind of clitoral stimulation like penetration only it doesn't do it for me. It's not going to make me finish. So if a guy says, yeah, I don't really go down on girls, like, okay, then why? Like, that to me is, that's the biggest not- Like, go- are you hold. weigh yourself? Right. Are you straight? But I, yeah, like, I don't know. Some guys just don't do it. And to me, again, that, that's the sex compatibility is not only how often you're going to have sex, but it also looks like, like, what are you going to do in bed? Um, but I think this goes back to that expectation from porn because- like, from watching these fucking fake things on Pornhub, the guy will go down on the girl for, like, ten seconds. they uh-huh. like, do... You- Legitimately, it's, like, five seconds. They're probably vomiting in their brain because they don't want to do it. Uh-huh. But it's, like, okay, the girl is gonna get... He's gonna get his dick sucked for seven minutes. Like, her throat's gonna be fucking just deceased after that. But then he's gonna go down on her for ten seconds. Yeah, he's, he's gonna... Oh go so, yeah, it's so really? like, that also sets such a huge expectation for like girls are not prioritized in the bedroom, and I blame it on Pornhub for sure. Damn, yeah, oh man, that's
1: so true. Oh, that's so true, Jeez. It's so unfair. Like, I've, I, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've always been like a well, that's so flattering, Rachel. That you said that I was like a person that helped you, you know, realize your worth like sexually and stuff. That's so exciting. I would put that on my resume, probably. Um, But because I've always been like really big on that as women, you know, demanding to take up space in the bedroom and like being an advocate for themselves in the bedroom. And because when we're young, it's just not prioritized. And it's not spoken about either. Like when are parents ever talk? Well, parents, I mean, yeah, my parents wouldn't talk to me about my pleasure either. And like, I don't think I'd want to talk to them about that, but just... Even in the media or whatever, like women are just portrayed as like objects. I mean, I'm fuck. This could be a six hour conversation, right? Well, um,
0: that being said, uh, like I just recently watched the Barbie movie,
1: and that's like a big thing. Yeah. Okay. Rachel hasn't seen it, but just pretend that you have. Oh, I know. I know. It's that's a jailable offense. If anything, that's dude. I um, think we need to cancel this episode. (laughs)
2: stop recording i honestly like i've had probably six people text me because they know that i would love the movie and i just haven't gotten around to it but um i mean talk about it because i'm sure i'll agree with like literally everything well i i just recently watched it and i sobbed
0: it was so good and it's just uh, i don't know it's just like wow so many times i was like yeah yeah don't give up don't give up like just come on you got this like
1: (laughs) no it's so good and yeah no that that absolutely goes into the conversation of expectations like the expectations of women and um how perfectly the movie outlines like in a funny way how women are treated by men and then when the roles are reversed and the men are being treated that way and like the difference and 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 all that like yeah, no, it's a really, really great movie. And I cried too. Like it was it was like very good and it, it. was very well done. It's because, because it focuses on Barbie, which is for a lot of us something that was important when we were eight, nine, and ten years old, I found that it did bring out like it spoke to like Sarah, like my oh, yeah. like childhood self, which like oh for sure. Right. Even like the Kang thing,
0: Ken thing. Like when I was a kid I always thought I was weird because I only wanted to play with the Ken doll mostly, and I didn't really get it. And that makes sense now. But, but like watching this movie, and, and yes, I had a Barbie, but in a sense, I almost felt forced to have a connection with this Barbie character and not this Ken person. Like, like Barbie, you know what I mean? And, there's always Ken and Barbie, Ken and Barbie. And I get it as well. And there's a point in the movie where you you can just see how, like, helpless he is. And I'm like, wow, like, I understand that feeling of not really knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And it's probably, it's, like, very, very draining. And, like, in both ways. And, And now having, and, like, towards, I did have some sort of connection with Barbie as well, but, like, it was very complicated for me as a kid, and so now when I see this movie, I, I honestly think I feel more connected, mm-hmm. like to Barbie and Ken
1: than I ever have. Yeah. And I was worried, like going into it, people are like, "Oh, it's just like a doll movie," but it's it's not. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. set like the humor is set for our our age group. Like when I was looking around at the k- little kids in the audience, I was like, "Y'all would not be getting these jokes," like because they were like highly like uh-huh. sexual and stuff. Um, but yeah. I was worried that like, cause my, my, um, part of my relationship with Barbie that wasn't very positive, um, hi to Stel's cat who's on cam, um, uh, was the body image stuff, like the perfect Barbie doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually did a presentation in my psychology class in grade 11. Um, and I dressed up as Barbie and I did this whole like. Whatever presentation on Barbie's <laughs> impact on young women's body image, um, but I felt like it was properly handled in the movie. You know what I mean? It felt like it mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. I it agree. wasn't something that was important to anybody there. Like sort of thing. Yeah, it was very well. It was uh, honestly everything. Every topic
0: in that movie was handled very very well. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, and then kind of off that outside of the we've spoken a lot about the roles and um expectations sexually but what about like just um and this is very barbie related uh just expectations of gender like um of course you know there's that old-fashioned expectation that the woman stays home and raises raises a family while the man works and um you know, all of that sort of like that the woman is cooking and cleaning and the man sits on the couch and is just like, I feel like just like catered to in a way. What are your thoughts on that? Like now in 2023,
2: Rachel? Uh, I think that there, I mean, I think times are changing. I feel like life is not as much of a cycle. My dad always tells me this. He's like, life does not have to be the same cycle it was years ago. Like it doesn't have to be a man marrying a woman and having a golden retriever. Nothing against golden retrievers, by the way. I love them. But like having that and having the um two car garage, the white picket fence, the two kids, a boy and a girl, like it doesn't have to look like that. Um so I think we've come a long way in terms of gender expectations. But when I think of that, I think of his song um taylor swift's song the man and it's like it literally perfectly exemplifies the way that women and men can do the exact same thing and for women the way that it's viewed is so different like the one example i think she says is if a man has a certain idea he's seen as he's like a really good planner but the girl's seen as like it's calculated and there's something negative about it or mm-hmm. like the woman speaks up she's seen as like a bitch or she's bossy whereas man's just seen as like he's powerful Struggle leader um mm-hmm. yeah so i think in terms of relationships i think it is different i mean i also think it depends on what kind of partner you have in your life like if you're talking to these i think this is the right term like the red pill andrew tate watching guys yeah, yeah like you're going to be dealing with a guy who probably wants you to have his fucking laundry folded on his bed and the dinner made and you're not going to question anything but if you're talking to a guy who who is more progressive then yeah he probably is really happy that you have a job and and i think that's good like times have changed in that Mm -hmm. sense, Mm -hmm. but really depends on what partner you're looking at yeah and rachel you've
1: talked to guys before where we've discussed them and we've like oh he's cute and This that and whatever, but we're like, oh, he's really conservative. And whenever we bring that word into it, we're almost bringing in, like, without saying it, we're bringing in all those things. Like, oh, he's probably going to expect you to be a stay-at-home mom, and he's probably a little bit racist, maybe a little homophobic. Like, it could, you know, like, not that it, not that somebody that votes conservatively is also those things. I'm just saying that, like, like what you're saying, um, it's a lot about. The person you're dating because I agree we have come a long way but there are still people that have that old-fashioned mindset
2: yeah I mean I'm I'm like really weird in terms of especially being on my cowboy kick because I find the blue collar cowboy men like they are just chef's kiss so fucking hot but the moment I know that you're conservative it just like I just it just doesn't sit well with me and that doesn't mean I would never well I probably wouldn't date a conservative but I just it's hard for me because I that's like the physical look that I'm attracted to but in terms of values again not all but a lot of them just have different values than me and like the way I mean I can we can say this like Sarah I knows this I was talking to a guy who was conservative cut like a month and a half ago and and I was planning to want it out on a date And um, he sent me this text and basically was saying about how the Amazing Race Canada was essentially too diverse. He's like, oh, I was going to go on Amazing Race this year. I thought about it, but I'm too white and I'm straight and basically saying how like they're only taking on people who are like part of a minority group. And I was like, that just kind of solidified why I don't go for conservatives. But yeah, well, that text interesting yeah
1: no and he said he said something like um oh because it was a text between him and his friend and he said to his friend oh did you see the the lineup for the amazing race um it sucks like we won't we won't make it because we're we're not a person of color we're not disabled our parents didn't flee from another country um we aren't gay and we aren't trans and like all this stuff and um, when you said this to me i was like that is crazy. He literally nailed every way to be like shitty and like and like conservative and narrow-minded and like old-fashioned that you could possibly hit. Like he was like, oh, oh. So our for our date tomorrow, I just wanted to remind you that I'm homophobic, racist, um, whatever it is to be against people with disabilities. Like I don't, I don't know what that even it, like prejudice of some kind. Whatever, like. He just literally nailed every way to be shitty in one text. It was efficient, um, but it was the last day you guys talked for oh, sure. So,
2: yeah, definitely. I almost like questioned myself after. I'm like, what am I putting out there that is making you think I would think that's okay? But um, I don't think it's me. I mean, I, but yeah, it goes to say, like, again, it's not all conservatives that are like that. And I'm, I'm I know that, um, but it's just kind of shitty in terms of like, hard to kind of navigate dating when that's what you're attracted to physically mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah and I think that um Stahl
1: would have something to say about this for sure but um in a in lesbian relationships there's a lot of like kind of that and we've talked about this a little bit before but how those roles kind of um are displayed in a mask femme relationship like kind of just that the mask woman will pay or the bass woman will drive and she'll be the one to fix the broken sink uh-huh. and um, that the femme person would be the one to be doing more of the cooking and cleaning and um, and all that. So I think that's something um, to notice and to go against the grain on. Stell? Yeah, I... Um...
0: Yeah, I find that's a big thing. Like, I do find like myself. Are like, you paying for a first fixing date? Fixing sure. I'm building things, but I like it also. To be fair, mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. But there is that is like the first thing that thing pops in my head is like, am I going into these n- norms for genders because, like, gender norms because like I just naturally feel like I have to. Uh mm-hmm. huh. I don't know. Like uh, I, and then sometimes it's like vice versa like but I go through phases where I'm like very masculine and there's some phases where I'm like extra f- f-
1: and as you should be f- like 30. you are just as entitled to be all of those things. And that's gay straight whatever like bi whatever you are you're we are all we all have parts masculine and parts feminine male female trans nobody bi- like we all have parts of both and it's important to be in relationships that allow us to comfortably express both and to not have your partner say like oh well you're the mask one like obviously carry the groceries like what are you doing like you know like you want to be you want to avoid that and I think that's something that I've learned being with women is that just because I'm femme doesn't mean I can't do Those kind of things, too. Like, I can still drive. Like, you know, because we also don't want to lose, whether it be Rachel in a straight relationship or us, we don't want to lose our independence and start relying on someone to be fixing things and doing or somebody doing all the cooking or somebody doing all the driving. Like, we're all an even makeup or a balanced makeup of all of these things. And we should never let someone be, you know, taking
2: control of that or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Is that expectation the same, though? Like, how a guy is expected to pay for dinner? So, like, a mask. Are you expected to pay style? And, like, if you are... I I find... Yeah, I find yes.
0: And I do feel a lot of pressure in that. So, I find myself, like, constantly trying to pay first or pay most of the time. Like, my last relationship was... I would say... At first, it was mostly me, but then we became very good at making it very even because at one point, we got so, like, like, our lives were so intertwined, and we were pretty much, like, just, like, a very comfortable, like, relationship, so we spent money as if it was, like, hours, mutual hours, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, like, so it didn't even, like, go through my head, I think, towards the end. But I do find myself paying as much as like a lot because I find I need to do it and I've had I've talked to girls who've been like yeah if you didn't pay for this dinner I wouldn't have
2: one out with you again and I was like oh like it yeah. so, okay so it's kind of what's interesting to me is a lot of the reasons why men are expected to pay for dates is because of like the wage gap and um, obviously women are you know they're going out on a date with a man and could potentially be a really fucking unsafe situation and women are putting more time into their looks etc but it's interesting how that kind of transcends over to where like mask women are also expected to pay but you're struggling with the same wage gap that we are so why like why is that the same should it not be different because you're both women or yeah i don't know but the 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 current
0: yeah. ES- CSP, yeah. See, the current CSP I'm with, uh, we're very,
1: like, very good, I find, uh, of equaling it out. And I think sometimes at the beginning, it's worse, like, that there's the expectation that the man in a heterosexual relationship or the mask in a lesbian relationship um would pay for things. But then when you're in, like you said, Stell, when you're in a serious relationship and you've been together for a year or even a month or six months, like, let's just be serious. Like obviously one person can't pay for everything. Like that just is crazy. Like I always offer, like I'll always offer or I'll put my card down first to assert my dominance um, and my independence, (laughs) whether with men or women, I've always been like that. Um, But it's nice to be taken care of. And I I do like that as well. Um, So yeah, I think it's Mm -hmm. about, you know, finding a balance once you're comfortable with somebody. But of course, also disagreeing with the obligation to fill those roles like so yeah that's that's yeah yeah i yeah it's a it's a not a tough subject but um hard because like yeah on the first date rachel like you said like with the wage gap like when i was dating men i kind of didn't expect them to pay for the first date though but that doesn't mean the eighth date like that's different so but anyway um well that's all the points that i have to discuss is there anything else that anyone here would like to say as a final um comment rachel what do you want to leave our viewers with something insightful
2: such a question. leave the leave them at a- the three strike rule Even with the three-circle robe, there's dust down there. Like I'm not working on any three-circle. I know, but even with that wisdom. With that wisdom, I think any wisdom that I would give is to know what you want and to advocate for yourself. And I think as you know what you like and as you know what you deserve, your dating pool will shrink like fucking crazy. Like the dating pool I considered when I was in college is a lot different than now and i think the more that you know yourself and you know what you deserve you know what you want um it gets harder to find somebody but the options are a lot better so that would be the wisdom i would have like definitely get to know yourself um and advocate for yourself whether it's in the bedroom or not um yeah, yeah i would say amazing do you have any nice. do you have any uh questions
1: from the audience mm, we don't have any questions from them Right now, but we can ask them if you guys have any questions for us or for Rachel, because she's always around. We could always have her back or we could have her even just feature on an Instagram story or something answering questions if anyone. Um, or if you would like to slide into her DMs and ask her on a date. I know we probably don't have a lot of straight men listening, but if we do. <laughs> she is hot and single and ready to mingle if you are within her uh, dating pool. So we can assess that at a later date. <laughs> I'm dead. This is actually a dating game. Yes. That's why I started with the speed round, just to start with that, you know. So, um, Okay. Well, thank you guys all for listening. And um, I guess what I'll leave with is don't feel obligated to the expectations that have been set by yourself, by your partner, by family, porn, whatever it is. I don't like that family and porn came one after the other. That was weird. Um, but just help, like, at, like Rachel said, advocate for yourself, stand up for yourself, like, in bed or just in life. And, um, yeah, make choices that are best for yourself and don't feel obligated to suit any anybody's expectations other than what you want for yourself. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah,
0: I guess so. I don't know what to leave you guys with. You guys did all this and I'm like trying to brainstorm and I'm like, what do I say? <laughs> um, but basically, okay, let's let's leave you with um just because you're mask doesn't mean you have to kill all the bugs. And <laughs> and just because you're masked, you can be the passenger princess if you'd like. Cause I you know what, I recently discovered I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do for sure to drive, but <laughs> Fine. I'm just saying. And for my hetero friends out there, just, I guess, to the males, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. And to my females, be the girl boss you are meant to be. Amazing. Okay.
1: Still redeemed himself. Yeah. And she blacked out. Weird. That's what Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for coming. Bye. Thanks for coming. Okay. Now, I'll stop. Hold on.